This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 398. And I'm whispering because it's a secret announcement um, that I'm very excited about. So uh, I'm not even going to do the... I'll speak at a normal level. I'm not even going to do the usual kind of... Um, we're brought to you this week by blah, 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 blah. Because I need to get into the announcement. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff in the coming episode so um let's drop the music buddy peace this piece of fiction is the intro to distraction this piece of fiction is the intro to distraction this piece of fiction is the intro to distraction this piece of fiction is the intro to distraction right here we are what i'm here to tell you about is August 3rd is coming up, which is my birthday. I always release something on August 3rd, and it's always a surprise. But this is a big one, so I wanted to give you podcast guys a heads up. And I'll explain there's numerous ways I'm giving you a heads up here. August 3rd is also the 10-year anniversary of Introdiction, um, the first single off of my debut, or proper debut solo album, The Distraction Pieces, which is where this podcast got its name and everything. So... When I realised that was the case, I was in Canada on my own filming a TV show and I thought, what can I do to mark this occasion? And I thought I wanted to do a 10-year anniversary vinyl. But I thought, well, I don't want it to just be a cash grab because the the vinyl always sells out quick. I don't want it to just be, here's another version, but it says 10-year anniversary on I mean, it does say 10-year anniversary on it. But I decided I wanted to do something a bit more. So what I did was I got my recording equipment and I took it up to the woods, Stanley Park in Canada. It's these amazing woods that overlook the sea as well. So you're in the middle of all these trees and then you you get to the edge and it's a cliff um, or there's a beach down there. So I took all my recording equipment up there and I took all the lyrics for distraction pieces and I performed them all as spoken word pieces in the woods I wanted to find a really good quiet spot that had a bit of atmosphere. So I climbed over a fence (laughs) into a bit I shouldn't be in and found like a tree to perch on. And yeah, I sat there for 30, 40 minutes or whatever it is and performed. And I've got the vinyl in front of me now. Vinyl these days, you have to put in so far ahead. So I said, I recorded this end of last year. I planned all of this and I've not told anyone about it. It's why I needed to do a whole episode to, to tell you all the exciting shit. I'm opening it. This is... Can you hear that? That's the vinyl um, plastic. It's the first copy. A bit of an ASMR episode. So yeah, this may bore you, but the important part, I'll tell you now quickly, because I'm going to prattle on about this for ages, because I put so much time and effort into how we do all of this. The important part is that you can pre-order this now, but only because you listened to this podcast. So the pre-order link is in the information of the podcast. If you go to my web store, you won't see the pre-order there. You won't see this vinyl there. You won't see anything about it. I'm not going to post about it on any socials. This link isn't going to be anywhere else because I just wanted you guys who listen week in, week out. I've got I've got a core who listen to every episode and it blows my mind. Obviously, big guests have more listeners, so on and so forth. But there's a core who listen to every single one. And I wanted to give you kind of the exclusive heads up ahead of it becoming available in general 
on August 3rd to get the pre-orders in. So yeah, th- that link is in there. But yeah, I'm going to start. Re- if you're not interested in this kind of thing, turn off now. It's all good. No offence, but I'm excited. A lot of you who've followed for a long time will know that I take a lot of pride in d- in making things well and making them good. So it's a gatefold double v- vinyl and we've gone for a matte finish. A lot of people will know the original Distraction Pieces artwork. It's that, but it's a, a nice matte finish with a little 10-year anniversary logo printed on there all touched up by adam richardson who i do pod bible with and has done loads of good stuff with uh the distraction pieces network in general but because it was a gatefold i had to figure what i'm going to put in the gatefold and i grew up on vinyl man i'm excited about gatefold i didn't want to just put blankness or i don't know track listing in there so what we did me and adam i got some polaroids like the podcast and wrote on them the track listing of disc one and disc two and then in the middle we've put the 10 years apart photo thing we did that's available in in the web store me and tom coles at get shot studios who've been working together for for years we re recreated a photo that was the first one he took of me for like my my myspace profile (laughs) and it's me with a polaroid in my mouth so we recreated it so the inside is that is those two photos on polaroids all with handwritten bits right in handwritten saying recorded at stanley park and mixed and mastered by buddy peace who does the podcast and has now mixed and mastered this this a live recording which is more intricate than you'll realize when you you listen because what happened was i went and recorded it and it sounds amazing but because i use these really good mics for the podcast it cut out a lot of the the background noise so Buddy said, look, if you've got time, and I did have time, I was in isolation in an Airbnb on my own over Christmas. <laughs> so I had time. He said, if you've got time, go up to the woods and do some f- f- field recording. So I went back up there with my recording equipment, set it all up, pressed record and walked away and left it recording for like an hour or whatever. Then then found another location and did more. So I also did all this f- field recording on my own in Stanley Park, no one knowing what I'm doing, just looking like a maniac. There's bits where there was a nice little stream. There's bits where the the, the, the there's a boat in the sea that, that goes by, and that was on the original recording, so there's a real mix. So Buddy did some mad work there, and it just sounds so lush and, and beautiful. So yeah, there's even the ending of the vinyl it features a Canadian man who I've not had authorization to put on the record. But I had one of my recording devices, you may have seen or I mentioned it, but it's always in the photos of the, the Films of the Year podcast. I've got this recording device. It's got a big red fluffy wind breaker cover thing, a muffler thing. I don't know what it's called. So I had that sat there recording and I walk away from it because I don't want it to pick up me sitting again <sighs> in the cold, in the cold, you know, October, November, December whenever i recorded it canadian air so this guy just comes up and goes to pick it up and in the background you hear me go yo mate and he just goes oh is this yours in in his wonderful canadian voice and then he says sorry because he didn't know what it was so that is all on there and that's a lot of fun but what i found as i was recording it was number one that distraction pieces is quite a short album (laughs) and as a spoken word thing it's even shorter because one's like Domestic Silence, for example, it's quite short. The hook is a lot of it. And Let Him Come, Let Him Come is a better example. 
because Let Them Come on the album has Say Francis and P.O.S. But what a lot of people don't know is when, is when I used to tour it live, before I confirmed Sage and P.O.S., I wrote two verses for it. So when I performed it live, I used to do the other verse as like a live exclusive. So I've done the other verse of that, l- loose lips, sync ships, purse lips, purse hearses. Um, that's how it starts, I think. So yeah, I've done that. So the spoken word version has this extra verse that a lot of people haven't heard before, or at least haven't heard in 10 years since I, or no, I was touring it in, yeah, yeah, or 10 years ago, yeah. Um, so that was cool. But what I realised was it's quite short, so I put a couple of extra bits on the end and I scrolled through my kind of files, my archives, and I found a piece I did. I did a track with a jazz guy called Christian Scott, who's so cool. It's one of the coolest collaborations I've ever done, but we only released it on red vinyl and it wasn't available anywhere else. And it's called Lovesick and it's about it's about drug addiction. So I recorded that as a spoken word piece for the first time ever. I don't think I've ever performed that as a spoken word piece. And then another one called Tooth Fairy. So yeah, because I've got as well a track nine on Distraction Pieces, anyone who knows, is Feel It. And that's a cover of a Kate Bush song. And I thought there's no point in me doing a spoken word cover of a Kate Bush song. I mean, essentially, (laughs) the version on the album is a spoken word cover of a Kate Bush song, tweaked and changed slightly with the amazing vocals of Natasha Fox up there. So yeah... I did all that. So it goes intradiction, let them come with the extra verse, domestic silence, try dying, death of the journalist, which is a really interesting one to do now because the lyrics seem so prevalent, even though it's 10 years old. Soldier Boy, kill him. Another one that's quite short as a spoken word piece because let's face it, the best part of that track is the B. Dolan verse. The struggle, which has obviously changed in tone a lot since Johnny Depp's, court battles of being the proprietor and the victim of alleged abuse a broken promise is the one that probably works best as a spoken word piece and then lovesick and tooth fairy has said so yeah we've done all of that and adam richardson has said has done this cool new artwork or tweaked the artwork so basically we've added the track listing on the back buddy piece mix and masters it all it's double vinyl but it's white vinyl with black sleeves. Like, you know, traditionally you have white sleeves. We've got these sick black sleeves. And this just glowing white vinyl. One of the big regrets of the original vinyl run of Distraction Pieces was I thought the vinyl labels were shit. I think they looked good. They didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. They made sense because they matched the artwork of the singles on the digital version or, or something or other, but I don't think they look good. I thought the art, general artwork was smashed, but they looked whack. So we did new labels that are the the 10 years apart photo. So disc one has the first photo and disc two has the 10 years later photo. Again, all tweaked and reworked and redone by Adam Richardson. And yeah, that is my secret super secret announcement and distraction pieces changed everything man like like the album i did that on my own label it was at a time when me and dan lasac had done two records dan had 
done a solo record and I wanted to start working on a solo record before we did our third. And a few of the tracks, Introduction, a lot of the lyrics on there was stuff that I'd kind of thrown towards Dan for potentially working on some of our stuff and none of it ever seemed to fit. Lovesick, the spoken word piece in here, originally pitched to Dan, but he had some personal attachments and connections to the subject matter that he didn't feel comfortable uh, uh, clicking it all together. But yeah, I worked on that record and I remember on the on on the August 3rd, 2011, Introduction coming out. And the way we did that, man, so we shot that on August 1st, as it's largely a one-shot, edited it on August, August 2nd, released it on August 3rd, my 30th birthday. Budget of 100 quid. Travis Barker on drums. At that point, it wasn't announced that he was the one on drums because we hadn't had clearance to announce it. It was announced by the time, or was cleared by the time the record came out, thankfully. Uh, the, the actual album, I mean. So yeah, we dropped that and I remember I was up the Bell, a pub in Horndon on the Hill. I was up there for my 30th with friends and family and I had to do a phone interview on my mobile phone with Zane Lowe on Radio 1 because he'd made Introduction his hottest track in the world or whatever it is, his, 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 his hottest record in the world. And yeah, I took a pause from Food and Drink and Friends to chat live on Radio 1 with Zane about this song that I said me and I'd released I'd worked with Danny Lona on but this whole album man the record label was a fiction it was me (laughs) I had a a a distribution company helping out hugely but I didn't have staff I didn't have a team um I bought in a PR team I bought in a radio plug all that kind of thing but all of the journey there was just me making it up as I went along I remember we had a game on my on my website and the guy who designed the game I paid him in Lego he was a, a Dutch a guy who lived in Holland and he'd been to England and seen London Bridge and or Tower Bridge and missed it so I paid him with a Lego Tower Bridge set which cost like 300 quid or something and yeah loads of stuff along that that album and that period was just winging it as we went along and then that became the single like Zane Lowe's hottest track in the world. And then a week or so after the video went out, before we had clearance to put Travis Barker's name on the artwork, because he was secretly in the studio with Blink, so he was off all emails and all this kind of thing. It was just before they were looking at getting back together and doing some stuff. He reposted it on social media and shared it, saying, like, so proud to be on this track. And he ended up writing about it in his biography, and giving me mad compliments. So yeah, it went from like, well, here's the solo record, don't know if anyone will care, to being, you know, outside of, of That Should Always Kill, the track I'm, I'm most n- known for. And in America, pr- probably more than, than Thou Shout. It really it blew things up out there in a way that I hadn't had a, a before. And part of that was that album was having Sage and P.O.S. and Dolan Danny Lona, Travis Barker, yeah, loads of really good people on and collaborating. Yeah, and it blew things up. And and what I was saying on, yeah, we filmed, because in the video I was cutting my, shaving my head and cutting my beard off, we had, I wanted to film it 
as close to release as possible so no one could accidentally see. I don't know how it would get out, but I didn't want to have to do a gig or some promo and people go, oh my God, your beard's gone. Or, you know, it's cut a lot shorter. So, so yeah, we as I said, we filmed it on the first, edited it on the second, released it on the third, and it blew up. It blew up to have millions and millions of views. And that kick-started this whole album. Let Em Come came next. The music video, another one, another Nightmare Man. The week before, the original music video was going to be a riot squad, but of rioters, if you know what I mean. So a riot squad being sent in in a van to deal with the riot squad, so to deal with the police. But the week before we were filming, it was all planned out, all scheduled. I think Billy Bragg was going to have a cameo in it. We had loads of cool people lined up. I bought, I've still got like three riot shields, a riot helmet, because I started getting all this stuff together. And we were going to have smoke bombs, all sorts of madness. But a week or two before we were going to film, the London riots happened. And we suddenly felt, if we didn't have a clear message, which we didn't, that's commenting on what went on, then it'd be incredibly distasteful to do this music video with riots in it just after the London riots. And I was in there for some of it. I was in Croydon for a chunk of hours that evening. So yeah, we changed it completely. And we had to tell Michaela and Nina Kate and Carmen who were going to be in it as part of the riot crew squad thing, had to ask them to learn <laughs> a verse each to lip sync and they were going to play us. And it was all scrambled at the last minute and it turned out so much better than the riot video version would have been anyway. So yeah, that was a madness and it all blew up up from there. And then we did the str- struggle video, a similar thing where I'd got permission to film in One Tree Hill up the road from me but we didn't tell them that we were going to have flaming torches as we marched about. It's the same with Introduction, man. Introduction, because we knew we had to do it in one take and that take ended with setting everything on fire inside like a metal container thing that you put a cargo container thing. We'd rented this cargo container for a day and I thought if we tell them, if we ask them if we can set things on fire, then they'll say no. But as we have to do it in one take <laughs> and the setting fire is at the end, let's just do it and then get told off. Because I thought was we're not going to damage the metal cargo container and we didn't. So yeah, we winged it completely and then apologised profusely. <laughs> um, but it was the same with One Tree Hill. We got permission to be there and the groundskeeper guy was going home, but we didn't tell him that we were going to be belting about with uh, with flaming torches and we had Natasha Fox was one of the people there who's on Distraction Pieces, as said, singing on Feel It. Hannah, a load of her mates. Like Natasha lined up a load of her friends and, and loved ones. And we got, and Yilla did the same. And Warren. And yeah, we shot this mad video with Johnny Depp masks running around in the woods with flaming torches and kind of Day of the Dead type face paint. Obviously, no idea that. Johnny Depp was going to then have some complicated stuff in the future and turn out to potentially be a dickhead, but potentially not. Potentially be the victim of a dick. It's complicated, isn't it? Um, I don't know, and I don't want to chime in. I ain't going to defend anyone, and I ain't going to pile in on anyone in this in this moment. So yeah, we did that. 
and that was that and then the 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 fourth and final video and single was soldier boy kill him and we filmed that when we had a the day off from tour because b dolan was over to support us on tour and we had a day off that happened to be remembrance sunday <laughs> people didn't know so filming a song that's very much against the military system and the military conveyor belt we rented a jeep and a field <laughs> and tore about dressed as soldiers rapping as we drove completely blagged it again completely didn't know if we'd got anything out of it and then edited it all together and it looked fucking cracking so yeah that's the, that was and that album just changed everything it also changed the way me and, and dan worked together i strongly feel repent replenish repeat wouldn't have been as strong if we hadn't both gone off and experienced other people <laughs> and gone off and spent time with other people and saw how other people worked and had some time away f- from each other and then came back so yeah this has been the kind of rambly announcement episode as said the pre-order the album will be out on august 3rd and it will i'll post about it on socials then but the pre-order is exclusive for you guys please don't make it all sell out ahead of the third it'll be really awkward um although i think if it does i won't tell anyone and then i'll just pretend it's sold out like in a matter of minutes and you guys keep it a secret all right shh shh it's not currently i don't know how many i'm gonna do i've had a certain run made up if it seems that there's more demand because i want people to have this everyone moans about all my vinyl being out sock but i'm not going to do tens of thousands you know it's not going to be some crazy thing but equally you've got to be careful in these times i'm an independent label and no one makes money out of music anymore but i'm hoping that when you make this slick matte finish double vinyl fucking spoken word album on there all this madness featuring say francis pos b donan and and natasha fox i think it's going to be a special one so i hope you all enjoy it um i said the pre-order will be in the link in the information of of this episode and that should show up whether you're listening on acast on apple on spotify wherever you should be able to grab that link but equally if you can't see it in your one if you go to distractionpiecespodcast.com i think it is then where we have it up there it should be in that information but yeah you can't just head to the web store you can't just get a link off my twitter or whatever this is a secret exclusively for the ones who bother listening to every episode but equally it's very much a shorter episode for the sanity of those who listen to every episode so yeah thank you for tuning in obviously i'll be back next week with a regular episode it's a really good one that'll be out on wednesday as ever but until then this has been the distraction pieces podcast episode 398 the secret announcement episode and you might be realizing that episode 400 is coming up will i have anything exciting planned for that will i not who knows we'll have to wait and see so until then stay sane and stay safe Ta-ta. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.